morning, everybody. Welcome to It's a Religion, where we discuss the facts, not the hyperbole. The facts that Jesus Christ is Lord of the universe. He is the one that made everything. He's the one it's all for. He's the one that's coming back someday. And the whole idea of the theory of evolution is a joke. It's a... It's ridiculous is what it is. It can't happen. I encourage you to listen to a series that John MacArthur did on uh, creation in Genesis 1. And uh, I think he gives it a much broader uh, broader scope of the ridiculousness of evolution and the fact that it, it could not have occurred. It couldn't have happened. It's impossible. And yet millions of people put their faith and trust in a thing called evolution every day. So this is Ehud, son of Dennis, coming to you live from the Middle West of the divided states of America and to the Republic for which they stand, two nations under God, quite divided with liberty and justice for some. And those two nations are basically those who put their faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ and everybody else. And, you know, people, uh, a majority of people in this country still believe that there is a God. And uh, I believe a good majority, solid majority of those believe that that God is the God of the Bible, the God uh, whose son is Jesus Christ and came to earth some 2,000 plus years ago and died for our sins and rose again is now seated at the right hand of the Father and is watching over things and interceding for us with the Father and at some point is going to be coming back. And will reign on this earth for a thousand years, and then the end will come. And so, a lot of folks think that time is sooner rather than later. I only God knows. I'm not going to speculate on that. Um, I think it's quite possible that we're heading towards a situation of biblical proportions where uh, you are going to be asked to take the mark of the beast to be able to buy and sell things. And I think that's already being done in China. Uh, and I think it's coming to your town soon. So it's going to be an interesting, interesting deal. I don't know if I'll make it out of this planet before that happens uh, at this point. And I just hope that, that my children will, in the end, at least my two older ones, understand what's really going on. Because um, I don't know that they do. But here at, at It's a Religion, we start with the Word of God. We started back in January looking at Genesis and talking about how God created everything, and not that long ago. There's no reason to think that the earth has to be millions and billions of years old. I think that's a nice fantasy for the people who put their faith in evolution because they have to have that. Because, you know, you look around, you don't see any, any evolution going on. And so they can say, oh, well, it happens too slow. You can't see it. I mean, everything that, that their theory is about, they have to come up with an excuse as to why it could be true. Instead of saying, look, these are the facts, and this is what it really points to. This is what makes the most sense, which is special creation. Some not, you know, like I said, six, some thousand, some years ago. And you have things like Mount St. Helens over time that have proven this, that you know, these layers and things like that that all these evolutionists put faith in could have happened almost instantaneously. And that, uh, remember, there was somebody that dated some rocks after uh, Mount St. Helens. 
event and they dated to some millions and millions of years old and they're like hey these just happened right they're new rocks that came out of the molten lava of the earth how can they be millions of years old and but they'll brush that kind of stuff off just like they'll find some bones in the dirt and go oh look at this millions and millions of years old and I remember reading an article recently about uh, some saber-toothed tiger that wandered around in California some millions of years ago, and they just knew that that's what it was, and the earth was warming at that time, and uh, like, <laughs> you people are unbelievable, and I'm the one that has a fantasy, because I believe that, that there is a God, and there must be somebody with more intelligence that put together the human genome and programmed that thing. I mean, you look at that, it's it's amazing. So... So with that, we are reading through the book of Matthew. We're in the chapter 5, and I'm going to read through that this morning. I might make a comment or two along the way. And then uh, we'll have, again, a couple of news articles I wanted to make a brief comment on, and we will call that a show. And I'm, I'm hopeful that at the end of the day you are encouraged by what we talk about here. I apologize to all you all who ever stop by here uh, when I complain about things too much. I don't mean to do that. I'm just trying to point out the differences between putting your faith and trust in Christ and your faith and trust in things that don't make sense, like evolution and secular humanism. So, Matthew chapter 5, And seeing the multitudes, he went up into a mountain, and when he was set, his disciples came unto him, and he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Now, righteousness is being right with God, not right with man. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Now, there's a good one for all of us. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And how much do we see the ways of God being persecuted at this point, and the people of God um, being marginalized and persecuted? Blessed are ye when men shall revile you and persecute you, and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. Makes me think of Ron DeSantis in Florida. Rejoice and be exceeding glad, for great is your reward in heaven. For so persecuted they, the prophets, which were before you. Ye are the salt of the earth, but if the salt have lost its savor, wherewith shall it be salted? For it is henceforth good for nothing but to be cast out, and to be trodden under the foot of men. Ye are the light of the world, the city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick. And it giveth light unto all that are in the house. And that is what the church is supposed to be. And uh, I think in, in many cases it is, but in a lot of cases it's not anymore. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. I think not that I am to come, uh, that I am come to destroy the law or the prophets. I am not come to destroy, but to fulfill. For verily I say unto you, till heaven and earth pass, not one jot or one tittle shall in no wise pass from the law till all be fulfilled. Whosoever therefore shall break one of these least commandments, and shall teach men so, he shall be called the least in the kingdom of heaven. But whosoever shall do and teach them, the same shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I say unto you, 
that except your righteousness shall exceed the righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees, ye shall in no case enter into the kingdom of heaven. Ye have heard it, that it was said by them of old, Thou shalt not kill, and whosoever shall kill shall be in danger of the judgment. But I say to you that whosoever is angry with his brother without a cause shall be in danger of the judgment, and whosoever shall say to his brother Raka shall be in danger of the council. But whosoever shall say, Thou fool, shall be in danger of hell fire. Therefore, if you bring thy gift to the altar, and the, there remember that thy brother has t- has aught against thee, leave there the gift before the altar, and go thy way. First be reconciled to thy brother, and then come and offer thy gift. And grieve with thine adversary quickly, while you are in the way with him, lest at any time the adversary deliver you unto the judge, and the judge deliver you to the officer, and you be cast into prison. Verily I say unto thee, you shall by no means come out thence, till thou hast paid the uttermost farthing. Ye have heard that it was said of them by old, You shall not commit adultery. But I say unto you that whosoever looketh on a woman to lust after her has committed adultery with her already in his heart. And if thy right eye offend thee, pluck it out and cast it from thee, for it is profitable for thee that one of thy members should perish, not that thy whole body should be cast into hell. And if your right hand offend thee, cut it off and cast it from thee, for it is profitable for thee that one of thy members should perish, and not that thy whole body should be cast into hell. It has been said, Whoever shall put away his wife, and let him give her writing of divorcement. But I say unto you, that whosoever shall put away his wife, saving for the cause of fornication, causes her to commit adultery. And whosoever shall marry her, that is divorced, commits adultery. Again, ye have heard that it said by them of old time, You shall not forswear thyself, but shall perform unto the Lord thine oath. But I say to you, swear not at all, neither by heaven, for it is God's throne, nor by the earth, for it is his footstool, neither by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. Neither shall you, shall you swear by head, because thou canst make one hair white or black, but let your communication be yea, yea, or nay, nay. For whatsoever is more than these comes of evil." Ye have heard that it said, an eye for an eye, and a tooth for a tooth. But I say to you that ye resist not the evil. But whosoever shall smite thee on the right cheek, turn to him the other also. And if any man will sue thee at law, and take away thy coat, let him have thy cloak also. And whosoever shall compel thee to go a mile, go with him twain. Give to him that asks thee from him that would borrow of thee, turn not thou away. If ye have heard it said... You shall love thy neighbor and hate thine enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies. Bless them that curse you. Do good to them that hate you. Pray for them, which despitefully use you and persecute you, that ye may be the children of your Father, which is in heaven. For he makes the sun to rise on the evil and on the good, and sends rain on the just and on the unjust. For if you love them which love you, what reward have you? Do not even the publicans the same? And if you salute your brethren only, what do you more than others? Do not even the publicans so? Be ye therefore perfect, even as your Father, which is in heaven is perfect and i know myself i am not uh one that can brag about loving my enemies it's very hard to see people who uh, are doing things that uh, are are evil and not want their demise and not want god to strike them down or not you know at least not let them get their way And yet, for some reason, he does. And he has a plan amongst it all. So, there are some uh, 
Some amazing lessons in what I just read and things that we can all take to heart, things that we could all, I'm sure, improve our, in terms of our ability to be more like Christ and what he's called us to in that. Um, so it's a, especially, you know, I mean, this is the time God has given us. You know, my wife and I were talking about that the other day. It's not, it's not our grandfather's time. It's not our grandfather's grandfather's time. Uh, you know, we don't know what happened really 2,000, 4,000 years ago outside of what the Bible's taught us and, and amongst some other writings that people have left behind. But we do know that this is the time that we've been given and we don't know if we have tomorrow. So let's live today in a way that would please our God, the one who made us. So Victor David Hansen says the real reset is coming. President Joe Biden believes that the Ukraine war will mark the start of the new world order. In the middle of the COVID global pandemic, Klaus Schwab and the global elites likewise announce a great reset. Accordingly, the nations of the world would have to surrender their sovereignty to an international body of experts. They would enlighten us on taxes and diversity and green policies. When former President Donald Trump got elected in 2016, marquee journalists announced partisan reporting would have to displace the old supposedly disinterested approach to the news. There's a common theme here. In normal times, progressives worry that they do not have public support for their policies. Only in crises do they feel that political left and media can emerge to use apocalyptic times to ram through usually unpopular approaches to foreign and domestic problems. So we saw that last year, fleeing from Afghanistan, embracing critical race theory, trying to end the filibuster, pack the court, junk the Electoral College, and national nationalized voting laws. So these new orders reset always entail far bigger government and more unelected, powerful bureaucracies. So we common folk must quit fossil fuels and Hunter Biden's lost laptop will be declared by fiat, not news. Middle-class lifestyles will be curbed as we are instructed to strive for sustainability and transition to apartment living and mass transit. So, you know, it's a mess right now. And, you know, you've got left-wing governments causing all this. And uh, I, you know, he's claiming that in the 2022 midterms, we are likely to see a historic no to the orthodox left-wing agenda that has resulted in unsustainable inflation, unaffordable energy, war, and humiliation abroad, spiraling crime, racial hostility, as well as arrogant defiance from those who deliberately enacted these disastrous policies. So we'll see. I think it uh, it would be great if he is right because we don't need any more leftism. You know, Biden's out there, increased taxes on the rich and lower deficits. I mean, how often do we hear that? And has it ever worked? You know, it, it doesn't. That's how we got the income tax in the first place is they promised to tax the wealthy. And what does it end up doing? It ends up putting us all in that same box. So I encourage you to tax everyone equally. You know, the rich pay their fair share because they have a lot more. If you're taxing everybody at the same percentage, guess what? They're going to pay more. And who's to say what's fair, right? Just because Joe Biden thinks something's fair doesn't mean it's fair. I mean, God said, give, render unto Caesar what is Caesar's. 
right? So, hey, the government makes the laws, so when they do set something up, you should obey it. But in the same sense, you know, we are the ones responsible for our own government in the United States. And right now, it's it's not seeming that way. So, Disney, Florida bill banning sexuality, gender discussions for little kids should never have passed. And I just, I marvel at this. I'm like, really? So, you think little kids need to be taught about gender and sexuality at when they're eight years old, I mean, let them be stinking kids. I mean, it amazes me what, what these people want to teach in the public schools nowadays. And critical race theory, for everything I've read, read about it, is just ridiculous. And it's basically white people are evil. And that is not the case. You know, most white folk I know don't hate people because of their skin color. They're just hardworking folks trying to make their way in the world. And all this uh, gobbledygook comes out of the big cities where people are packed in like sardines. And it's no wonder they don't have a lot of hope. So NFL tells seem to hire minority or female offensive assistant coaches for 2022 season. I didn't think there were things like men and women. So why (laughs) just the hypocrisy uh, really drives me nuts sometimes. You know, let's support men who call themselves women in NCAA sports. And, uh, oh, they're, well, they're not women, I guess, because we can't define a woman, as the Supreme Court justice nominee recently told us, because she's not a biologist. And uh, most biologists can't define a woman properly because they don't have God in mind. They don't put God first. And so... You know, coming back to that, you need to put God first. You know, the Bible says clearly that wisdom comes from fear of God. If you don't fear God first and understand that he made everything and his word trumps everything else that we know um, from a scientific standpoint or otherwise. If you don't start with the Bible and his word, good luck because you're going to be off track. So with that, that's the show today. Um, I'm very thankful to have this opportunity to share every day, and hopefully it benefits you. So go and serve the Lord. Thank you, Lord, for the small things like me and her on a poor swing. For summer nights and fireflies and the sound of my old six string. Blessings on blessings on blessings on blessings if I still got breath in these lungs. And that's all I need to get down on my knees and be thankful for all that he's done for my Good morning, everybody. Welcome to It's a Religion, the podcast that seeks to encourage you in your faith and encourage you in the truth, the truth of Jesus Christ, the Lord and Savior of all of us who put their faith and trust in Him. We come to you live from the Middle West of the divided states of America and to the Republic for which they stand, two nations under God, quite divided with liberty and justice for some. This is Ehud, son of Dennis. And uh, our purpose with this show is to 
help you see the truth. The truth of the lie of evolution and the truth of the lie or of the um, the truth of the lie of other religions, false religions, and the truth of the truth, which is Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father but through him. And what he did for us is an amazing thing when he came and died for our sins. And if you do not know him, we will encourage you daily to seek to know him, to read the word of God and get to know him. Seek him out. He says he will be found. So, welcome. It's Wednesday. Let's get over the hump and head to the weekend, I guess, for most folks. And uh, we have a just a real interesting time in this country right now with people, with communication, with the ability to communicate globally in an instant. And it's caused a lot of uh, issues, obviously, because not everybody's saying the same thing. And God left us to our own devices in that regard. I think it's uh it's very interesting in that in that way. And I read something this morning. Again, we do days of praise, which is um Institute of Creation Research does a daily uh devotional, if you will. And I like to read that, listen to it, just give some perspective on something. Don't don't always necessarily agree with them, but uh you know, Institute for Creation Research has done a lot to support the idea that evolution is a false religion, folks. It is a religion. It's a religion. And not a scientific anything. There's no scientific evidence for evolution whatsoever. None. Zip, zero, nada. And the fact that they try and offer you supposed scientific evidence just because they have white coats on is a joke. Don't believe it. And this is a lesson from Idolatrous Handiwork by Jeffrey Tompkins, PhD. So Psalm 115.4 through 7 says, Their idols are civil and gold, the work of men's hands. They have mouths, but they seek or speak not. They have eyes, but they see not. They have ears, but they hear not. Noses, have they, but they smell not. They have hands, but they handle not. Feet they have, but they walk not. Neither speak they through their throat. The overriding lesson it's saying here in the scripture is the solemn admonition that we shouldn't worship anything, including works of our own hands, above the living God and creator Jesus Christ. The modern equivalent of this idolatry is the mental construct of a mystical imaginary process of nature selecting and crafting creatures, otherwise known as Darwinian evolution. This fake agent put in place of an omnipotent creator God is not only idolatrous, but also devoid of solid scientific evidence, both currently and in the fossil record. You know, humans do have a, an ability to construct things in their imagination. And I would offer you that the idea and theory of evolution is simply an imaginary process. You know, much like they want to claim, you know, that the evolutionists are simply Democrats who Democrats are great at coming out and claiming somebody else is doing what they're doing. If they're lying to you, that means they're, they're going to come out and claim somebody else is lying to you. If they're uh, trying to um, do something heinous 
either spending money on something they shouldn't or uh, having done something they shouldn't, uh, they'll come out and claim that, that somebody else is doing that. Well, the uh, guys who, the guys and gals who put their trust and faith in evolution and evolutionary processes claim that somehow religion is a fantasy, is a, oh, you have to construct a god to do this, when in reality, it's just natural, it just happens. When yet you can look all around you, you look and, you know, you press them on the uh, intricacies of evolution, like, okay, so how did humans evolve? What came first, the heart, the mind, the lungs? Uh, you know, I mean, how did all that? Oh, we don't know that. Because they can't know that because it's impossible to have happened. You have to develop all these things at once or your body doesn't function. I'm, again, it's the most ridiculous thing to say that somehow random chance actions of uh, mutations created all this stuff. It is laughable. And the fact that supposedly smart people with PhDs behind their names put their faith and trust in this kind of crud um, is ridiculous. You know, but people believe what Muhammad said. People believe what Buddha said. People believe what uh, all kinds of different things. You know, I read a story, you know, there's people pushing for transhumanism now, that we should be, our next evolutionary process is us and machines molding together. And so there was a story about some gal who got a microchip in her arm and how excited she was about it. And what, you know, that's going to be the next thing that they're going to try and push on people. And you got to realize, folks, the whole thing is about money at the end of the day. And, the you know, the worship of money and wanting to have more. You know, I think that's why Fauci played his hand with the, the COVID disease like he did. So, but we have a much greater thing to put our hope in, a much greater God to be thankful for than the God of evolution, than the false idol of evolution. So we are reading through the Bible right now, and we're going to go to Matthew chapter 6. Um, if you want to follow along, take heed that you do not do your alms before men to be seen of them. Otherwise, you have no reward of your father, which is in heaven. Therefore, when you do your alms, do not sound a trumpet before, before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets that they may have the glory of men. Verily, I say unto you, they have their reward. So when you're doing something good, don't make a big deal out of it. That's called humility. And, you know, God sees everything. He knows what you're up to. So you don't need to get the, you know, most people are more concerned with what men think, men or women, than what God thinks. And that's not how God has called us to live. But when you do alms, let not let the left hand know what their right hand does. That thine alms may be in secret, and that thy father which sees in secret himself shall reward thee openly. And when you pray, you shall not be as hypocrites are, for they, are, they love to pray, standing in the synagogues and in the corners of the streets, that they may be seen of men. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. But you, when you pray, enter into your closet, and when you have shut your door, pray to your Father which is in secret. And your Father which sees in secret shall reward you openly. But when you pray, use not vain repetitions, 
as the heathen do, for they think that they shall be heard for their much speaking. Be not you therefore like unto them, for your father knows what things you have need of before you ask him. After this manner, therefore, pray you, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil, for yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. And if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you forgive not men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. Moreover, when you fast, be not as the hypocrites of a sad countenance, for they disfigure their faces, that they may appear unto men to fast. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. But you, when you fast, anoint your head, wash your face, that you appear not unto men to fast, but unto your Father which is in secret. And your Father, which sees in secret, shall reward you openly. Lay not up for yourselves treasures upon the earth, where moth and rust does corrupt, and where thieves break through and steal. Lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust does corrupt, and where thieves do not break through nor steal. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. The light of the body is the eye. If, therefore, your eye be single, that whole body shall be full of light. But if your eye be evil, your whole body shall be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in thee be darkness, how great is that darkness. No man can serve two masters, for either he will hate one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. In other words, folks, you can't be wholly devoted to God and be all about money, you know, Yes, God called me, for instance, to earn an income and take care of my family. Yes, you know, it's my responsibility to take care of them. But at the end of the day, is my focus on him first and not earning my income and chasing after dollars. Therefore, I say unto you, take no thought for your life, what you shall eat or what you shall drink, nor yet for your body, what you shall put on. Is not life more than meat and body than raiment? Behold the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are they not much better? Are ye not much better than they? Which of you, by taking thought, can add one cubit to his structure? Now going back to verse 26, are ye much better than they? That is a direct assault on PETA and people that, that think animals somehow are on equal footing with us. We were created in God's image. Human beings are the only ones on this planet that have capacity to have an imagination, capacity to have understanding and communication in ways beyond uh, simple reactions to things. But again, he says, which of you taking thought can add one cubit to his stature? So don't be anxious for things. When you put your faith and trust in God, he will take care of you. And why... Take ye thought for raiment. Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow, toil not, neither do they spin. And I say unto you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Wherefore, if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is, and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall not he much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore take no thought, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or where shall we be clothed? For all these things do the Gentiles seek. 
or your Heavenly Father knows that you have need of all these things. So the Gentiles, um, and I think he's making a point again about the pursuit of wealth over and above uh, God, because he says in verse 33, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. You'll, get what, you'll, you'll have what you need. Therefore, take no thought for tomorrow, for tomorrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. And uh, so, you know, the Bible says in, in Proverbs, it's good to, to plan. It's good to lay your plans before God. But then we need to trust him for the results and not be uh, anxious for things. You know, my wife and I talk about that a little bit because we have a son, uh, my eldest son, Ethan, who will join me sometimes on this gets anxious sometimes and about things like we've got to go do this or we got to go do that. And, and we're trying to help him through that right now. But so turning the news for a minute angle, the voters are roaring. Well, Laura's talking about how uh, Trump was right about everything pretty much in the Biden regime. And, you know, all they want to do is basically give Trump a hard time for doing what they do. You know, after the 2016 election, Hillary Clinton did nothing but complain that it was Russian, you know, he was a Russian spy. It wasn't right. He cheated. Da, 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 da. Uh, Stacey Abrams did the same thing in Georgia when that's what they were doing. Clinton was cheating. I'm sure of it. And that's what they were. I don't know if any of you remember the 2016 election in the middle of the night. They were trying to find votes for Hillary. And, and finally, at the end, they couldn't manufacture enough. Because that's what Democrats have to do, because not enough people want what they have to offer. Because people know that what they do is ridiculous, and Republicans are no better, unfortunately. Okay, this is funny. I'm sorry. Radical climate push needed. Report. Big letters. Frank Jones, Associated Press, from Berlin. The world must take radical action to shift away from the fossil fuels, according to, including investing 5.7 trillion annually in solar, wind, and other forms of clean power this decade to ensure that global warming doesn't pass dangerous thresholds. Who says this? The head of the International Renewable Energy Agency. What else is that guy going to say? Really? He's the head of the International Renewable Energy Agency. Of course, he wants people to invest $5.7 trillion in all of his buddy's stuff. Oh, my goodness. 348-page reports. Oh, these people. You know, it would be one thing if they could tell us what's, you know, I mean, they're getting a little bit better at telling us what the weather's going to be like next week. Um, but 10 years from now, 20 years from now, 100 years from now. I'm sorry, folks. I I just don't trust them. I mean, and these folks, these are the same folks that tell you that um, you came from a bowl of soup millions of years ago. And I just ain't buying it. I, I don't see that. You know, there's too much intelligence, too many things that work together. You know, you look at the perfect orbit that the Earth is in around the sun in order for there to be life on this planet. And I just... I marvel at it first and go, God, you are amazing. But secondly, I laugh at people that 
and should be praying for people more that put their faith and trust in something that the nothing that was behind that nothing made something yeah that makes more sense than there's a higher being out there one that's has uh, in, infinite intelligence and he did all this so folks be blessed have a blessed day um, listen to Matthew chapter 6 it's good stuff it'll help you in this life and the life to come Thank you, Lord, for the small things like me and her on a porch swing. For summer nights and fireflies and the sound of my old six string. Blessings on blessings on blessings on blessings. If I still got breath in these lungs, then that's all I need to get down on my knees and be thankful for all that.